and we're live. Hi. Hi, welcome back. Thank you. How's it going? Good. My husband's on the roof right now, so I'm a sli- I'm slightly nervous. We're just going to hear like a... Ah! <laughs> it's a good thing we have a window. We have a window right next to us, so if he just flies by, we'll see him. He's on the other side of the roof now, though. Oh. So we would just hear a very loud holler and then a kathunk, and then the podcast might end abruptly. So there's that. <laughs> How are you? I haven't seen you all week. We're keeping things exciting. You have seen me. Yeah, like in passing, like, hey. In pa- I spent two days with you. Yeah, but we were working. Like, I haven't just seen you to, like, I know. Hang. And, like, yesterday I called you and I, like, didn't want to hang up. I was just like, I just miss her. I just want to talk to <laughs> I her. I know, but I was like, there's all of our podcast content. <laughs> just our conversation. Yeah, because we're hilarious when we're not being recorded. Yeah. Lucky us, right? Mm-hmm. Why is your husband on the roof? Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. Well. Well, okay. Let's just start by saying that it's November 7th. It is. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, now, now go on. <laughs> well, you should start first because it's because of you that my husband is on the roof right now. Yeah. <laughs> so you go first. <laughs> it is all your fault. So today my husband put up the Christmas tree and all of our other Christmas decorations. Can I ask, well, like what compelled him to put up his tree right now he always wants to put it up early but usually he'll wait till like a week before like way closer to thanksgiving like usually like the week of he'll put it up but i think that 2020 has just been like a shitty year and he's just like let me have this (laughs) christmas makes me happy (laughs) let me have my one moment of joy and so i was like okay Uh, and so we take turns decorating each year because we're very very different um and decoration tastes and we can't agree on anything so last year was my year Uh uh-huh so this year was his year so he got to decorate so i was like you know it's your year if you want to decorate now you can decorate now so then i sent you pictures and then your kids got sad so now you have to decorate well i made the mistake of showing avery i was like can you guys believe they're putting up their christmas decorations and the first thing aiden said was like you put your halloween decorations up in september (laughs) I was like, all right, brutal. (laughs) Then Avery was like, what about our tree? And I was like, I don't really want to put it up right now. She's like, I'm going to ask dad. I said, okay. And so now dad's on the roof. Putting up lights. Yeah. Because I kind of was was hoping that like if we put the lights on the outside of the house. It was good enough. We wouldn't have to put the tree up yet. Well, I think that you're wrong. Because Aiden Aiden looked at me and he's like, are you going to stay and help us decorate our tree tonight? So, I mean, I was dead serious when I told you you can come decorate my house. I know. I never decorate inside. Like, we put the tree up and, like, hang up our stockings, but I'm not a big, like, indoor decorator. Um, Like, we have, like, little things that we, like, little knicky-knacky things. But anyways, Merry Christmas (laughs) in November. (laughs) Somebody put a Facebook post up the other day. I can't remember who it was. I think it was my friend Susan. Um, But she posted something, and it was like, why is everyone already putting up their Christmas decorations. Do you hate Thanksgiving? Do you hate food? (laughs) It's the best thing ever. Anyway. Well, Susan, who says I can't eat every day like it's Thanksgiving? Yeah. Susan. (laughs) Sorry. I'm sorry, Susan. Susan. (laughs) Um, I'm drinking coffee beer right now. Yeah. The PBR um, hard coffee. And I was skeptical to try it because Mm -hmm. I hate beer. But it's not beery, right? Oh my god! I feel like I'm drinking like those like little Starbucks ones that you get at Walmart. Yeah, like, that's dangerous. 
Yeah. My friend Tracy brought me one of those and I was like, no freaking way am I going to drink that. It's and so she, good. She was like, just try it. And I did. And I was like, fine, you win. It's good. It is good. I like them. Yeah. I'm drinking vodka. So. <laughs> yeah, but that's good. That is a good drink. It's vodka, Sprite, and like a little crystal light thingy. But like your vodka is what? Is it dragon, dragon fruit? fruit? <laughs> I don't know if it's dragon fruit or passion fruit. One or the other. I always get a mix up. Are they different? I think so. <laughs> if you know the difference between dragon fruit and passion fruit, please let us know on our social media. Oh, I made a Facebook. <laughs> yes. Good job. <laughs> Congrats. Gold star for me. Thanks. Mm -hmm. I did. We have a Facebook now. Mental health sucks. S-U-C-C-S. That's right. Yep. Um, I invited my entire friends list. I think we have like 68 people who like it already. In well, then we should have hours. 68 people listening. I can't look right now. <laughs> I think we have 61 is like our estimated listeners. Listeners. So all 61 of you, please tell your friends and family. Share us. Share us. Yeah. Share us. Yeah. <laughs> and as usual, we have our um, Instagram and our email as well. Right. Right. The email is mentalhealthsucks, S-U-C-C-S at gmail.com. Um, and Instagram is at mentalhealthsucks, same spelling of sucks. Mm -hmm. always and forever. So follow us, like us, mm -hmm. interact with us. Um, we've got some cool questions that we're going to talk about today too. Yeah. Do you want to talk about those questions now? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so we got a question on Instagram saying, how do you decompress? Ooh, take it away. Em, you go first. Can you? Why? Cause I don't like being on the spot. I didn't think about the answer. Well, fuck, I put you on the spot cause I didn't think <laughs> about my answer either. How do I decompress? I know how you, you run. Yeah. What do you mean you don't know the answer? I can answer for you. <laughs> so Emily's going to answer for me today. <laughs> Chelsea likes to run. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, this is going to be really awkward. Yeah, I run. Sometimes I lift, but that's not always like decompressing for me. That's when I'm super angry and I just need to throw some shit around. Mm -hmm. um, but I also do that just to stay in shape. Um, yeah, I run. That's about all I can think about right now. I'm sure something else will come up after we post this. And I'll be like, shit, I had such a good answer for that. Chelsea likes music. Oh, yep. Mm -hmm. See, you <laughs> could answer for me. I run. I play music. I listen to music. I, ooh, you know what I do? I have a Pinterest board that's just like, it says beautiful words. And I read a lot of poetry mm -hmm. um, and just like really positive mantras. I haven't read it yet. <gasps> I know. I've been super busy this last week. Because I'm trying to get ahead on my finals, but I will read it. Emily, let me borrow a Rupi. What? How do we? Rupi Kaur. Kaur is how you say it. I think. Um, milk and honey, and she's mad at me right now because I haven't oh, read it yet. Oh, I love it. Yes. Anyways, um, how do you decompress? I like stuff like that. I like simple poetry. It could be like two freaking words, and it means a lot. I like doing that. I'm also just like quite the relaxation fiend. Mm -hmm. I just like lie there on my couch, pantsless, watching TikTok. But um, sounds really nice. Yeah. I watch true crime documentaries. And yeah. that's that's how I decompress too. Mm -hmm. Which a lot of people think we're weird because we do things like that. But we're like, oh, I need a break from the world. <gasps> Murder. <laughs> that's how come we're friends with Karen and Georgia. Mm -hmm. They're our best friends. Mm -hmm. They actually, we had a sleepover last night. We forgot to invite you. So sorry about it. <laughs> they just flew in for funsies. Just to see me. <laughs> They said, don't tell Chelsea. We don't want her feelings to be hurt. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was like, guys, are you sure? I really want to invite her. They're like, no, don't. Bunch of dicks. 
the three of you. <laughs> I wish so badly. So yes, I watched True Crime. That's yeah. one that I for- we forgot. Mm-hmm. And I also have an emotional support animal. And I know you have animals too, but sometimes they're little assholes. They're always assholes. <laughs> I do. I'll go sit out there with like my chickens and duck. <laughs> because like when I go outside, they like run up to me like they're so excited. Um, and it's really because I'm just the only one who feeds them extra snackies. So um, that's how my dog is too. She's like, I'll hang out with you if you feed me a French fry. And I'm like, okay, here's a French fry. Love me. Right. That's all I need. So that's all I need. Um, I'm sorry if my feet smell. <laughs> <laughs> Last night. So Chris and I did a foot detox. So like there's stickers that you put on your feet, uh-huh. like the foot pads. Yeah. And yeah. you leave them on overnight and they pull toxins out of your body. It smelled like, <laughs> <laughs> it smelled like barbecue pork rinds. <laughs> Oh my god, like coming out of your feet? Do you want to smell it? Your foot? Yeah. Hard pass. No, I hate feet. I have a weird thing about feet. If you put your feet anywhere near me, I will fucking cut it off. You can smell my foot. I'm not smelling your foot. So Chris and I both did it. You have barbecue feet. Yeah, they smell smell like dog treats. (laughs) Your dogs is probably why they were all over me today. Anyways, so if you smell something, it's probably my foot. I haven't, but that's hilarious. Gross. Oh my god. No, I have a weird thing about feet. I have you ever have you ever done one of those those detoxes where it pulls toxins out of your liver over the night? No. Oh. I haven't. You should try. You want some? Sure. Okay, I'll tell if Chris comes over, I'll tell him to Chris, come over and bring me barbecue pads for my feet. <laughs> barbecue pads. <laughs> Okay, the other question was actually from your husband, and it said, what got you into the field and what kept you there? Um, Okay, since I had to be on the spot, first, you have to be on the spot now. Go. (sighs) Um, A lot of things put me into the field. Um, uh, I think I've had, uh, I think I've had a lot of life experiences that led me to want to it's like that mindset of like, I didn't have this growing up. So I want to be that for somebody else. Mm-hmm. I think that's a lot of people's reason for coming into this field. Um, I think another one is the education that I had. And this is kind of like going back to our first episode, but my high school, like if you, you had to have a last name to be liked, like there was only a, a couple last names. Mm-hmm. Um, You had to be athletic. And if you didn't have that last name or you weren't athletic, you were trash. Sure. And I was a cheerleader and I did speech. And so obviously I was hated. And like a lot of the teachers were coaches. So. Sure. um, So our school counselor, she sucked ass. (laughs) She was so bad. And (laughs) I hope she's listening. She probably is stalker. She's obsessed. As far as I know, she's not there anymore. So anyways. (laughs) But she was like one of those people like, um, basically, if you're not popular and no one likes you, you should probably go do psychology, <laughs> you know, just kind of like the the Ben Sass sure. um, attitude, Mr. Ben. Um, and she was, never mind, continue. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so it was just like one of those situations. And I was like, fine, I guess I'll just go study social work. because That's all I'm good for. Um, and little here, did she know. And here I am. I'm a fucking rock star and living yeah. my best life. But I mean, yeah, like there's a lot of things that contributed to it. It was people doubting me, people not really thinking I was much. 
um, and then having my own life experiences where I felt that I needed someone and I didn't have somebody there. Mm -hmm. So what's kept me? I don't know, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I don't know. Cause I'm, I'm still fresh out of school. So when you're like an infant in the field, exactly. I'm just, I'm just a baby and maybe that's, what's keeping me maybe. Cause I mean, I work with some pretty cool people. Like I work with you. I've, I've pretty cool. I've learned a lot from you and I like, <gasps> thanks. stop. I'm trying not to look at you because I don't want to get like, I don't want to get like sappy, <laughs> but like I have, like, I've learned a lot from you. I've learned a lot from some of the other people that I've worked with. And it's like, if I had a really, really bad job experience, would I still be here? I don't know. Right. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Anyways, what about you? Um, well, like you said, I think it kind of takes us back to the first episode. So I'm probably going to punch my husband in the throat because he obviously didn't pay attention. Um, yeah. Ask about her questions, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when I force you to. Um, so for me, it was a lot of the kind of what you said, just like the life experiences. My dad struggled with psychosis. Um, and he had a lot of really intense hallucinations. And some of my only memories of him, he was actively delusional actively hallucinating and thought that he was like the right hand of God. And, um, so yeah, I mean, just experiencing that. And then after he took his own life, we all had our own struggles with mental health. Um, and I kind of talked about that in the first episode. And so just those collective experiences kind of led me to the path of like, I don't ever want anyone to go through something like this and not have somebody who's like, I've been there. Um, and that's, I mean, that's a big part of why I am so passionate about what I do. Um, and I think another thing that got me into the field was just that, like, I really like human behavior mm -hmm. and I like to kind of try to get in there and figure out like what is behind that behavior. Um, and I really like the brain. I think the brain is absolutely freaking fascinating. What's kept me in the field 99.9% .9 of the times are my clients. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we do the work we do because it's like if I can change the world for one person, then I feel like I've done my job. And for every shitty client that I have, I have 10 really amazing ones. Yep. Um, and even the really shitty ones aren't so shitty because it's they're just not ready yet. Mm -hmm. They're not ready for change. And so that's what keeps me is, is the clients. It's the people. Um, one thing about the field that we're in is many people call it a thankless field. Mm, Three thousand percent. Um, there's a forensic interviewer in town and she was pretty involved with my undergrad education. Just Pause. Because, what? Who is this person and why don't I know her? Rebecca Furno. Oh, I know her. <laughs> Never mind. Um, I was about to be super pissed that you knew a forensic person and didn't fucking tell me. <laughs> no. Um, Moving forward. So she's pretty involved with my undergrad education. She, you know, we had like a lot of projects where like we were to interview a social worker or, and she graduated from the same program. So she was pretty active in it as well. But um, something that she told me that I probably won't forget, and I'll use it as like a reminder to, you know, stay here or whatever. But um, she brought up how it's a thankless field. And one day she got in the mail a graduation invitation from a kid who mm -hmm. she helped who was sexually abused. Yeah. And I mean, this was like years and years and years <clears throat> ago. And the fact that they thought about her 
and sent her a graduation invitation was just like so much for her to be like, okay, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Right. And so I think that's something I'm going to like try. I, I try to keep that in mind um, because I'm just hoping for something like that one day. It happens. Yeah, it does. And I would, I would wholeheartedly disagree that it's a thankless field. We just don't always recognize the way that they're giving us gratitude. Yeah. Cause a thank you isn't always, thank you so much for all you do. Some people cannot say that it, like it just, it's super uncomfortable or they've never been, it just, they can't. Um, so I would a thousand percent disagree. I think we just don't always know how they're giving us gratitude, mm-hmm. like a graduation card. Mm-hmm. They didn't come up for me like, thanks for helping me through that. But they were like, man, I remember you like like 15 years later and I want you to come to my graduation. It's almost kind of like a, I feel like I'm here because of you come Mm -hmm. watch me succeed because you helped me get to the point of success. You know? Yeah. I've had a couple of really cool things like that. I had one kiddo invite me to her graduation and her graduation party, Mm -hmm. um, which was just really, really incredible. Um, and I had, what's the other one thing? Oh, I have a canvas behind me that someone painted for me. Um, and I had this one client, she painted this little wooden chip and she's a phenomenal artist and she calls them round to it. And she's like, everyone always says like, I'll get around to it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, now oh. you don't have an excuse. You have a round to it. You better get to it. Oh my God. So it's like little things Cute. like that. Yeah. So it's never real. It's not always like, thank you, mm-hmm. but it's just little stuff like that, that mm-hmm. they, they think about you and they think enough of you that they're willing to spend time and yeah. share those little, little gifts of gratitude with you. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good answer to why we stay in the field. Hope that helped you, Adam. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So we put a poll up on Instagram. There were two topics that um, a number of people had requested us talk about, one being panic attacks and the other being um, trauma therapies. And so we had a poll up where people would pick which one we talked about this week and people picked panic attacks. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like we're making really intense eye contact right now. I know. I'm like, <laughs> fuck, making me nervous. Um, so, yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about today is panic attacks. So, yeah. Have you ever had a panic attack? Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. Have you? Yeah. I used to have them a lot. I haven't had one in a very, very long time, but I used to have them a lot. Yeah. I think it's been at least a year since I've had a panic attack. But before then, they very, very frequent. I can't even tell you how many thousands of dollars in ER bills and ambulance rides rides Mm -hmm. that I racked up because I thought I was dying. Yeah. Like I I literally just had no idea. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. they suck. They do suck. Um, so do you have anything before we start? Like what? No, no. Like just do you have anything to say before we dive in? No. Okay. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) I just got so lost. Um, okay. So panic attacks and anxiety attacks, are they the same thing? Nope. Okay. Did you know, and I found this out, this is, this was new to me. Anxiety attacks are not a recognizable diagnosis in the DSM-5. Yep. I have that written down too. Blew my freaking mind. Cause you, so often I hear people be like, oh, well, I struggle with anxiety attacks. Turns out that's not even really a thing. Recognized by the DSM-5. Right. Panic attacks are though. Yes. Yep. So what I have down here is in the latest edition of the DSM, which is the DSM-5, it does recognize panic attacks and it categorizes them as unexpected or expected. But anxiety attacks are not recognized in the DSM. Uh Um, However, the the DSM defines anxiety um, as a feature of number, as a feature of a number of, that doesn't make sense, common psychiatric disorders. So it, 
It recognizes anxiety, obviously, right, as it should, um, but does not recognize anxiety attacks, well, which I, is super interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason is, and I could be making this up because sometimes I like to pull shit out of my ass and sound really smart. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but if I remember correctly, I, I think it's because like anxiety disorders have a whole bunch of stuff that fall under that category, like PTSD, yeah, obsessive compulsive disorder. Like there's a whole host of them that fall under anxiety disorders. Sure. But yeah. So panic attacks, though, the the major difference that I found was like panic attacks are a sudden and abrupt surge of intense fear um, or discomfort, mm-hmm. whereas anxiety more is a gradual buildup. Um, and because they share some of the same symptoms, people often confuse them for the same thing. Yeah. But the biggest difference is like the duration of the symptoms and the intensity. Yeah. Um, I have a chart Ew. here. Ew, as in like, no, like, like, ew, like gross, or like, ooh. Like okay. Number two. <laughs> I have a chart here that um, shows the differences between anxiety and panic attacks. So um, as far as emotional um, side effects go, so anxiety has apprehension and worry, distress, restlessness, fear, and then that's it. And then um, panic attacks don't. Panic attacks have, okay, okay, I guess they do have fear. Um, they have fear. They have fear of dying or losing control. They have a sense of detachment from the world. So that's how anxiety and panic attacks are very different from each other in the emotional sense. Um, they have all the same physical symptoms, just different emotional ones. False. <gasps> what? But we use the same website. <laughs> I don't think we did. Oh, I, I got lied. I got my information from Healthline.com. <laughs> I think I was on there for a second. Um. Oh, shoot. Now I'm not going to be able to find it because I wrote it all down super quick this morning. Um, They share some of the same ones, but a panic attack, some of the physical symptoms will be chest pain, shaking and trembling, Mm -hmm. depersonalization. So that's that disconnect from yourself. Yeah. Like you feel like you're outside yourself. Mm -hmm. Derealization, which is disconnecting from your surroundings, shortness of breath and increased heart rate. Mm -hmm. Um, Anxiety attack is more of a gradual buildup and you start experiencing disturbed sleep, muscle tension, irritability. And the two major ones that are similar are shortness of breath and increased heart rate. If you're having chest pain, that's not necessarily um, sudden anxiety. Mm-hmm. That's more panic. Interesting. That's what I read. Well, sorry to yell at you. No, it's okay. I guess my chart has all the same physicals and different emotionals. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and I guess it's different for everybody too. Yeah. Which kind of brings me to what does anxiety or panic attacks look like? <sighs> it's not always rocking back and forth and hyperventilating. Which is what it looks like for me most of the time. Oh, really? Yeah. When I have one, my husband like literally has to be a human weighted blanket and like hold me down and like remind me to breathe. Mm. But well, and so I think that's that's like textbook, right? That's usually what people think of when they think panic attack. Yeah. Um, did you know for panic attack to meet the criteria in the DSM five, it mm-hmm. has, they have to have four or more symptoms. <gasps> Tell me. Um, so they have to have four or more of the following derealization, depersonalization, feeling of like losing control or like you're going crazy. Yeah. Fear of dying, heart palpitations, excessive sweating, trembling, shaking, shortness of breath or difficulty breathing, feeling like you're choking, chest pain, nausea, abdominal pain, dizziness, unsteadiness, feeling lightheaded or faint, numbness or tingling, which is also called paresthesis. Okay. I think chills or hot flashes. (laughs) So you have to have four of those. Okay. To be like, 
DSM mm-hmm. clinically diagnosed Approved. with panic attacks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have written down here that, and while, you know, that seems right. <laughs> I'm sure that's correct. <laughs> Do I need to pull out my DSM? No. Because no. I fucking will. Um, I just have down that it, it can also look like, and maybe this would be an anxiety attack rather than a panic attack, but it can be isolation. Mm-hmm. It can have, it can be mood swings. It could be extreme sadness, being, having a Blake mind. So mm-hmm. being foggy, forgetfulness. Yeah. Um, for me, a big one is isolation, forgetfulness, and then it is the rocking back and forth and hyperventilating. Yeah. Um, I'll wait till we get down to the triggers. <laughs> okay. Do you have anything else for what they kind of look like? Um, what, what do they look like for you? When I have panic attacks, mm-hmm. um, I get the tightness in my chest and I get really shaky. Yeah. Um, and I start sweating. Like mm-hmm. I get really, really hot and I have hot flashes. And then I have just like that really like labored breathing. Um, and I get like, um, you know, like when your foot falls asleep, I get those little tingles. Yeah. Like in my tummy. Oh. And then I'm like, after my panic attack subsides, I'm like physically fucking sick for the rest of the day. You know what? Like I'm just exhausted. So when I say my last one was a year ago, that was a, such a lie. Do you remember? Liar. <laughs> do you remember? <laughs> let's see. What, what episode are we on? Five? Uh-huh. Six? Something. Um, so it would have been like six or seven weeks ago. Do you remember yeah. when? Yeah. That was so. And my in-laws were in town too, which was sad. because Why I would wanted, you lie to me? I wanted to hang out with them. But I woke up that morning already feeling anxious. I felt sick to my stomach. I threw up a couple times. My hands were sweaty all throughout the day. Yep. It was horrible, 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 horrible. And it was hard to interact with my family who had come to visit us. But yeah. But you can't help it. Yeah. So that was actually my last panic attack. Before then, I can't believe you would lie to me like that. I forgot. I try and blink out traumatic things. What else? So, what happens to our bodies when we have anxiety or panic attacks? Do you have anything on that? Um, I do. <laughs> Go. Okay. I'm sure I do, but I bet it's exactly what you have because yeah. Let's let's lead though with a little disclaimer that it's different for everybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you may have some of these, you may have none of these, you may have all of these. Mm-hmm. It just depends on how you internalize anxiety. Mm-hmm. So on my list here, I have feeling like you, Jesus, feeling like you're losing control. A pounding heart, sweating, trembling or shaking, shortness of breath, chest pain, nausea, dizziness, chills or hot flashes. So those are all things that you mentioned from the DSM. Yep. Um, An out-of-body sensation, Mm -hmm. like you're choking, a fear that you're dying, or tingling tingling or numbness in your hands, arms, feet, or legs. Mm -hmm. So I think that the the fear that you're dying is important for us to highlight. Absolutely. Because so many people are like, after the panic attack and someone's like, what did it feel like? I really thought I was dying. Mm-hmm. Like I told you, I have thousands of dollars. Yeah. Like my hometown hospital should have just named themselves after me because I panicked <laughs> with a panic attack. Um, and they'd pump me full of like whatever to calm me the fuck down. But you, yeah. you literally feel you like do. you're dying. It's like the end of the world for you. Um, all of these things happen because your body is in flight or flight because um, it's releasing a bunch of adrenaline. Um so your adrenaline hormone floods through your bloodstream. Mm-hmm. Um, it's putting your body on high alert. So you're, because of that, your heartbeat quickens. Um, when that happens, you get more blood sent to your muscles. 
your breathing, it becomes fast and shallow. So you can take in more oxygen. Mm -hmm. um, your blood sugar spikes and your senses get sharper. Um, so with panic attacks, your body goes on to alert for no reason, which I wouldn't say it's for no reason, but that's just what the website said. Um, but the physical effects are real. During a panic attack, the adrenaline actually their levels in the body can spike by two and a half times more, Jesus. which is insane. Um, researchers don't exactly know what those triggers are. Well, and I think which when is it, what go on. Uh, I don't know. I, I got nervous because I cut you off. <laughs> <laughs> I think the reason it says like there's for no reason, it's because it's out of the blue and spontaneous. Yes. So there's no recognizable trigger mm -hmm. that goes into a panic attack. Anxiety attacks, you can usually look back and like identify the triggers that led up to the anxiety attack. Yeah. Panic is kind of like that dick friend that walks by and nut taps you. And <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Attack. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so then going into the, so it says that researchers don't know what triggers them. No shit. <laughs> so are you researching? Everybody has different triggers that um, contribute to their anxieties or their panic attacks. Um, not one person's the same. However, um, a lot of people have common triggers with each other. Some of the common triggers can include health issues, medications, caffeine, which is why I don't drink caffeine, Chelsea. Shoot me. <laughs> Here I am drinking a coffee beer. <laughs> skipping meals. Skipping meals. Negative thinking. Finances. Social events. Conflict. Stress. Um, from Lying to your friends about not drinking caffeine. I hate you. <laughs> For me, my biggest triggers um, can be a fight with my husband. I know a lot of my... I think like my last... Not including my last one, but like the last three before then. Mm -hmm. I was probably having a fight with my husband. That set me into it. So I know that that's one of my big triggers. Um, overwhelming amounts of work. When Ooh, I was mine. when I was in like the last few months of my undergrad, oh my god! Like I found myself curled up in a ball, like on the floor most nights because I was just it was so bad. Um, negative thinking and time. Some of my biggest ones finances for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely, I stress about finances all of the time. Like ninety nine point nine percent of my time, I'm worried about money. Um, I, I tend to handle work stress really well. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, you know how I am. I spread myself so thin, like you could yeah. blow me in half. Yeah. You know? And so like I handle work stress pretty well. One of my biggest triggers, and you didn't mention it on here, but it's being overstimulated. It's when For I sure. have noises happening everywhere. Like Adam hates road trips sometimes because it's like the kids are talking and he's got the music playing and he's singing to the music. And maybe like I'm trying to read or something and I'm so overstimulated that my anxiety is so high. Yeah. Or like in the house when all the animals are running around and the kids are screaming and mm -hmm. Adam's cooking dinner and the TV's playing, but he's also singing because he can't fucking just do one thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big one for me. Um, I think, you know, everyone does have like some common triggers, but triggers are definitely ca like characterized by who you are. Mm -hmm. I mean, it could be your PTSD. Mm -hmm. What's something from your childhood that really really scarred you and now it can, I mean, like there's so many, so many different things that can go into things that trigger you. Mm -hmm. um, and triggers can be anything. I mean, they can be yeah. sights, sounds, smells, songs, um, songs. You know, I had one client that I worked with for a really long time and one of her biggest triggers, I want to say it was like the smell of tobacco. Mm -hmm. Cause whenever they would smell cigarettes or tobacco, 
their abuser was coming in to beat the shit out of them. Mm -hmm. So when they walked down the street and they smelled a cigarette, it was like almost instant panic. So, I mean, it can literally be anything. And the sucky thing about triggers is half the time you don't know what they are until after you've been triggered. And then you're like, well, shit. Mm -hmm. Add that to my list. Yeah. Um, so if you don't know what your triggers are, there's a lot of things that you can do to identify what they are. Um, I have a list and it's just like journaling, seeing a counselor, a therapist, and being honest with yourself, like truly honest with yourself. What are some other ways that you think we can identify triggers? Oy. Sometimes <laughs> just talking. Yeah. Um, talking to somebody who also struggles with similar stuff. Um, one thing that I found effective is talking with people who have been through their own therapy and, um, or who just have similar struggles because then they'll say like, you know, I know these things are for are a trigger for me. And then they say it and I'm like, Oh, you know what? Yeah. So that can be helpful. But I think you're right. The biggest piece is going to be that honesty with yourself and self-awareness really looking inside yourself. Yeah. On the bright side, something I read. Um, typically your symptoms of a pan. Ew. All right. Fuzzy. Your <laughs> symptoms of a panic attack will typically peak within 10 minutes. Some last longer, um, but some some people have consecutive panic attacks. So they just have one right after another. So it feels like it's forever. Well, and then that kind of brings you back to a panic attack isn't always rocking back and forth. It could mm-hmm. be mood swings. It could be isolation. It could be. Yeah. <laughs> my husband just texted me and said, I don't have my house key. <laughs> does he want to come over? Or does he want to just fucking sit outside? Oh, my God. <laughs> I just sent him rip. Chris, we're busy right now. <laughs> Too bad, friend. <laughs> You're not even going to invite him over? Like, sit outside. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be okay. Chris, if you can hear me, it's okay to come over. Can you hear you? Not now. Ew, I wonder what that sounds Ooh, like. I'm <laughs> so excited. <laughs> okay. Um, anything else before we go into, like, remedies for panic attacks? Types. I Ooh. found um, three different types. Give them to me. Spontaneous or uncued. So those are the out of the blues. These can even happen in your sleep. Like you can have a panic attack in your sleep and fucking wake up just like what happened to me. Wow. Um, Situationally bound. So those are typically based on your triggers. Um, So like maybe you only have panic attacks when you're in an enclosed space or like going Mm -hmm. into an elevator. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they're situationally predisposed. So it's these are typically delayed attacks to certain triggers. Um, So maybe like you don't have a panic attack every time you go into public places, but every once in a while you'll go into a public place and have a panic attack. So those are the three different types that I found. That's interesting. It is interesting. What makes them different other than what causes them? Nothing. Oh, I mean, a panic attack is a panic attack. It just is based on, does it just come out of the blue and there were no identifiable triggers? Was it because of a specific trigger that you were exposed to? Yeah. Or was it just like you're generally disposed to that kind of predisposed to that kind of trigger and it only happens every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, there are tons of things that you can do to fix panic attacks, not fix, um, not fix them. um, help with them, help with panic manage attacks. man. Yes. You're so smart. So smart. Only after some vodka. <laughs> I guess my coffee PBR isn't helping. You didn't drink it fast enough. Um, for some remedies, I have the five things, essential oils, specifically lavender. Mm-hmm. It's a calming one. Deep breathing. I have on here body clenching thing. And Chelsea can explain that later. Progressive muscle relaxation. <laughs> body clenching thing. 
Um, <laughs> focus on an object, like one specific object, repeating a phrase, um, exercising, meditation, talking to somebody, and learning more about what triggers you. Perfect. So, I mean, I know we've talked about the five things before, but let's just go over them again. Okay. Um, to me, when you are having an anxiety or a panic attack, you're not on this earth. Like, no. You're completely somewhere else. So doing at m- almost all of these things brings you back down. It grounds you. They're all grounding techniques. So um, what are the five things, Chelsea? Well, the five things, the first and foremost thing that I would tell you is make sure that you sit down and put both feet firmly on the ground. That's a very um, metaphorical way of like grounding. Grounding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And imagine that there are roots coming from the bottom of your feet and pulling you into the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, the five things are five things you can see, four things you can hear, mm-hmm. four things you can hear, three things you can touch, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. <laughs> I'm going to make it even simpler for you. If you're having a panic attack, think about your favorite color and look around your surroundings and find as many things as you can of that color. <laughs> Are you going to out him? No. <laughs> I shouldn't. There's a hilarious text message. We're not laughing because of panic. Or maybe Emily is. I don't know. It might, it might be a situation to panic about. I don't know. <laughs> he might be panicking. <laughs> I can't wait for him to listen. and He'll be like, what was happening? Oh, my God. He'll know. He'll know. Anyways, so look at. <laughs> find the same. Find your favorite color. And look around your surroundings. Um, and that way you don't have to remember five things you can see, four things you can hear. Because when you're in panic, it's going to be hard to remember yep. that. Um, so just think about your favorite color. Find as many things in your surroundings that are your favorite color. And just start counting them. Okay. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So I have, I found some stuff. Dr. Maida is a clinical psychologist out of Washington. And she kind of threw some science at you with the breathing um, it actually decreases your stress response system. So that's some science behind it, some scientific research for the people who are like, screw your hooey dooey stuff. <laughs> There's science, bitches. Okay. Um, so the the best breathing thing that I can say is the five, five, five. Have you ever heard of that? Maybe. It's real easy. You breathe in for a count of five, hold for a count of five, and breathe out oh. for a count of five. Okay, yeah. And that way, it's the same thing. So you don't have to remember like five, six, four, or whatever. It's just five, five, five. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's that one. Um, go to a quiet space. The less stimulus you have around you, the better. Yeah. Because um, can you, have you ever had a panic attack in a public place? That shit sucks so hard. Mm-hmm. Because then you pan, well, me, I panic more because people are looking at you. Mm-hmm. Because I physically react. Like, it's not just like in my, like internally yeah um so the less stimuli you have around you the better visualization um imagining a peaceful safe space and dr Meta says this can actually engage your parasympathetic system and decrease that stress response so it's going to release a different hormone and i want to say it's cortisol but i could be making that up um it'll release a different hormone into your system that'll counteract your adrenaline okay to bring your heart rate down mm-hmm. um the clenchy thingy you were talking about. Body clutching thing. It's called progressive muscle relaxation. Okay. And I teach this one a lot. Mm-hmm. You were with me when I taught it, right? Yes. Um, so essentially what it is, is it's isolating different groups of muscles throughout your body, clenching them, like tightening them as much as you possibly can. And you hold that for just a brief second and then you release. 
And while you're doing that, you're breathing deeply and you're really just kind of becoming one with the sensations in your body. Mm -hmm. Um, And you you can either start at your feet or you can start at your head. I start at my head and work my way down. Mm -hmm. Um, You start with like you squinch your face and then you release it. And then you like tense your shoulders really, really tight. And then you release it and you work your way all the way down to your toes. Um, And that causes both, again, it slows your parasympathetic system down, but it also gives you a very physical relaxation Mm -hmm. sensation. Um, Reminding yourself that this will pass. This is temporary. I've survived this before. So that mantra you were talking about. Yeah. Um, And the other thing she said was self-care as a preventative measure. Yeah. So make sure you're taking care of yourself. Get enough sleep. Eat well. Drink enough water. Identify your triggers. Identify your triggers. And that stuff to help you manage those symptoms so maybe you can prevent a panic attack. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Is that all you have? I win. Woo! I think I liked it. I thought it was educational. I hope. Me too. I hope the people who wanted us to talk about panic attacks are happy with what They're like, I already know that. They're <laughs> like, bitch, I was asking for you to tell me how to fix it. <laughs> um, if you, if this was one that you requested and you're like, uh, I still want to know a little bit more about this, um, shoot us an email, message us on Instagram, do whatever you need to do and reach out. Facebook us because I made a Facebook. Oh, go to our Facebook. <laughs> Validate me, Emily. It's yes, a big it's deal. important. So um, deal. if there's something that we left out that you are more interested in knowing about, let us know and we will go ahead and do our best to answer your questions. True. Okay. It's five o'clock. I know. Um, our quote. We might have to. No, oh, I think he should. Okay. Get, he's either <laughs> going to the bathroom because he. I was like, it's either Chris or it's either Adam. It's probably my husband, and he goes number two down here, so he can stay. Oh, we have to get out of here, (laughs) so he can stay on his phone longer, and nobody can find him. Okay, so our quote this week um, is from Chris McGowan. McGowan is that how you say it? McGeon? McGwen? McGwen? Sorry, Chris something. Sorry, Chris. Um, Some people still try to swim when they're drowning. The trick is to simply stop struggling and breathe. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. You agree? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sorry. In my head, I was like, yeah, but then they're going to sink. <laughs> That's not <laughs> Chelsea. <laughs> That's not the answer, Chelsea. <laughs> That's just where my mind went. Sorry. Um, next week, we have something really cool. We're super- Wait, stop. Should we tell them? Or I, should we surprise everyone? I just want to say that we're super cool and we have a guest and then that's it. Ruined. We have a guest. <laughs> we do have a guest. We're very excited. But I'm not going to say what we're going to do or who it is. So don't ask me. <laughs> do not send that request via social media. I'll delete you. I'll block you. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Emily, we don't have enough viewers for that yet. <laughs> you can't plug anyone. We need everyone. Even the big toe. Jesus. <laughs> okay. Um, I feel like there was something else I wanted to say. And as soon as you leave my house, I'm going to text and be like, motherfucker, this is what I wanted to say. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. You don't have the slightest idea? No. Okay. No. Well, I feel comfortable with ending it here. Do you? I suppose. I suppose, too. Make sure you water yourself and your friends. And we will see you next week. Next week. Okay. Bye. Bye.